from the WIA. This is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. Hello there, I'm Graham VK4BB with another bonus packed edition of WIA National News. This one for July 22, 2012. Improved reception for Brisbane's 4KQ. After a thorough trial, the Australian Communications and Media Authority has decided to make permanent day-night switching arrangements to improve coverage of Brisbane's 4KQ. Since 2007, KQ, which operates on AM frequency 693, has conducted these transmitter power switching trials in Brisbane. They've seen a significant improvement in the coverage of the KQ service into the Brisbane lap area. The ACMA conducted public consultation on the proposal, released in January 2012, to vary the licence area plan. No evidence of problems with day-night switching arrangements. Now KQ is stronger through the day. All of 36 of CSIRO's Australian Square Kilometre Array Pathfinder, or ASKAP, antennas have been assembled at the Murchison Radio Astronomy Observatory in VK6, West Australia. The antennas were manufactured in China. The assembly of all 36 antennas is an important milestone in the construction of ASKAP, said the CSIRO's ASCAP project director. Essential infrastructure at the MRO, such as high bandwidth optical fibre cabling linking all the antennas to a new control building, is almost complete and it will be operational in 2013. Don't forget the International Lighthouse Weekend is fast approaching. In VK7, the Coral Coast Amateur Radio Club will again be operating from the Table Cape Light at Wynyard and also Mersey Bluff Light, Devonport. So if you're in the area and intend to be part of this year's event, don't leave it until the last minute to get your gear together. 18, 19 of August 2012 is your date claimer and more later on ILLW in this newscast. Still to come, we'll be hearing from VK8 SPUD... That's VK8SPUD, VK8ZWM Spud. Sorry there, Spud. We'll also have David VK5DMC. And now, news from Gippsland. East Gippsland Amateur Radio Club would like to remind members of the up-and-coming AGM. The AGM will be held today, the 22nd of July, at 13.30 hours at the Bandstyle RSL Club, corner of Princess Highway and Forge Creek Road. Meals may be had from 1,200 hours. More information may be found at the club's website, vk3egc.org. I'm Michael, club's publicity officer, vk3hau. Hello, this is Spud, vk8zwm from the Darwin Amateur Radio Club. Firstly, our weekly gatherings on a Thursday morning between 10 and 12 at the club rooms in Sports House, Waratah, Crescent, Fanny Bay continue with a steady stream of members and visitors to the top end. Recently we saw the final alignment and testing of our four square array for 40 metres out on the oval opposite our club rooms. Despite the local AM noise from a nearby transmit site, the array lined up OK and tested really good, much to Terry and Gary's delight. We plan to use it in the RD soon. Someone was heard talking about a steerable 20 metre array next. Hmm, this could be interesting. That's it from me, Spud VK8ZWM for now. Remember to keep an ear out for VK8DA in the RD, especially on 40. The WIA News broadcast can now be heard in the Upper Spencer Gulf region of South Australia on Community Radio. The Trax FM Mid-North Radio and Electronics Group is part of the Trax FM Community Radio Station. And they have worked with station management to organise the broadcasting of the WIA News 
on Tuesday nights at 7 o'clock Central Standard Time. The broadcast can be heard across a wide area of South Australia, including the regional centres of Port Pirie, Port Augusta, Wyala and all points in between. If you're in the area, tune in to Tracks FM 105.1 on Tuesday nights at 7pm. I'm David, VK5DMC for the Tracks FM Mid-North Radio and Electronics Group at Port Pirie. Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. And VK3, it can be heard on VK3 REC repeater on 147.175 MHz at 9.30am on Sunday morning. The broadcast is repeated on Wednesday evening at 8pm. I'm John, VK3 ARK. International news with thanks to IARU, RSGB, SARL, Southgate Amateur Radio Club, ARRL, Amateur Radio Newsline, NZART, AR Victoria and the worldwide sources of the WIA. I'm Jason, VK2LAW. Olympics to impact BBC Radio. An unconfirmed report indicates that the BBC will be suspending online radio listening for listeners abroad from July 27 until September 9. It appears this may be to do with the online bandwidth the BBC will need to use for their coverage of the Olympic and Paralympic Games. If true, the suspension could impact millions of people around the world who listen to BBC radio via the web. Did you work the mine? 9A22MINE. This was a Croatian WFF activation by members of radio clubs Karlovac Dugarija and Croatian Flora Fauna who activated the Special Forest Mountain Reserve 9AFF061 on July 14th, located within a mined area of the mountain within the forest, Lezevica Mountain. 9A22MINE remembered that some areas in Croatia have remained affected by landmines for 22 years. A central Christchurch building will be demolished by implosion next month. The Canterbury Earthquake Recovery Authority has approved the implosion of the 14-storey radio network house building in Worcester Street, which was once home of Newstalk ZB. The building was deemed unsafe after the February 2011 earthquake. This will be the first demolition by implosion in the city since the quake demolitions began. It will take place on Sunday, August 5th. Radio Academy solves audio editing challenge for visually impaired. WITS Radio Academy director Franz Kruger said that being able to edit audio is very difficult when one cannot see the sound wave in the editing program. Oddly, the one thing that's quite hard to do when you're blind is edit audio, he said. Before digital audio editing software, people would physically cut the tape with razors and stick the correct sequence together with special splicing tape. You don't really need to see to do that because you use your ears and you feel the place on the recorder, Kruger explains. But digital audio editing relies very heavily on the fact that you can see the waveform on the screen. In his search for a solution, Kruger posted questions on the dilemma on an international radio studies list and got in touch with blind people overseas who do sound editing. He was advised that Ferreira would be able to use digital audio editing software as everybody else does when these programs were linked with a program called JAWS. JAWS, or Job Access with Speech, reads out whatever is on the computer screen for visually impaired people. Kruger said that, although this is not a common problem in South Africa, the WITS Radio Academy will be able to assist aspiring sound engineers with visual problems. 
We'll certainly make it known that we have some kind of solution to this and if it's something that we can offer to anybody or share with anybody, we're happy to do that. Spreading the load. The Portuguese National Communications Authority, ANACOM, has been invited by the UK regulator Ofcom to monitor the actions of the radio spectrum during the London Olympics Games. More information and a web link in Portuguese, please read the text edition of WIA National News. IARU voting on two potential members. The Federation of Radio Sport of Azerbaijan, FRSA and St Vincent and the Grenadine Amateur Radio Club, SVGARC, are proposed for International Amateur Radio Union membership. The FRSA, based in Baku, has 50 members and SVGARC, with 21 members, have made their proposals through IARU Region 2. In the IARU calendar... Secretary Rod Stafford, W6ROD, reports the pair declare they can satisfy the requirements of the IARU constitution and bylaws. They have been put to the vote by all IARU member societies who have until November 1 to cast a ballot. Jim Linton, VK3PC, says despite a request, no proof has been provided that the former PNG IRS of Papua New Guinea and BARTS in Burma or Myanmar still exist and have been withdrawn from membership. Radio in your inbox. VK1WIA. Now podcasting to the world. The overhyped great internet blackout of 2012 came and went with little more than a whimper on Monday, July 9th. This as the so-called doomsday deadline passed with few reports of service outages. At 12.01 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time, the FBI shut down temporary servers it had set up to handle web traffic for thousands of computers infected with a virus spread by a ring of cyber criminals that the Bureau busted last year. Those using the estimated 200,000 computers still infected with the virus were expected to lose their Internet connectivity after the servers were taken offline. But like the Y2K fears some 12 years ago, this latest loss of service simply failed to materialize. According to the FBI, 41,800 of the 211,000 worldwide computers infected with the virus were in the United States, but U.S. Internet providers reported far fewer victims. Communications inventor Leonard R. Kahn, the former WB2SSP, passed away on June 3rd in Florida. Kahn is likely best remembered for his development of the Kahn Hazeltine AM stereo system that used independently modulated upper and lower sidebands. He was also the inventor of the CAM-D AM digital system. Kahn's AM stereo design was later revamped for monaural use and used in the power side system, in which a decreased signal in one sideband is used to improve coverage and loudness. PowerSide became the basis for CAM-D, compatible AM digital, a digital system that is still used on several AM stations. Leonard Kahn worked for RCA Labs for many years and turned out over 80 domestic and 100 foreign patents. As such, he is considered one of the five fathers of the wireless industry. Wednesday, the 11th of July, Ed Vasey, Minister for Culture, Communications and the Creative Industries, at the Department of Culture, Media and Sport, offered, officially opened the National Radio Centre at Bletchley Park, Milton Keynes. After a tour of the new building and unveiling a plaque in the entrance, 
Advaisi MP said the National Radio Centre will do an enormous amount to spread the knowledge about the history of radio and its continuing importance in the 21st century. Joining the RSGB to celebrate the opening of the NRC were many high-profile visitors, including Ole Garpestad, LA2RR, Vice-President of the IAIU, and Dave Summers, K1ZZ, CEO and Secretary of the ARRL. Many of the NRC's valued sponsors were represented, as were those who find hard to demonstrate, who work hard to demonstrate and showcase the NRC to the public. The National Radio Centre is open Thursdays, Saturdays and Sundays from 11am to 4.30pm. More details and photographs of the event can be found at www.nationalradiocentre.com. 31-year-old Irene Levy, KJ6CEY, of San Jacinto, California, is in trouble with the law once again, this time after allegedly pointing a laser at a firefighter behind the wheel of a fire engine. At about 3.45 a.m. on June 30th, officers from the San Jacinto Police Department responded to a call to assist Cal Fire. When officers arrived, the fire personnel claimed that Levy had shined a laser light at the driver of their engine while they were driving on East Main Street. Levy was taken into custody and booked into the Larry Smith Correctional Facility, charged with pointing a laser at a moving vehicle and violating the terms of her probation. At last report, she was being held in lieu of $25,000 bail. You may recall back in May of 2010 when Levy used an amateur radio station to interfere with an emergency response dispatcher. In that case, Levy was found guilty of jamming emergency radio frequencies by broadcasting threats. As part of her probation, she was ordered to complete a mental health program and stay out of trouble. The amateur radio CubeSat FitSat-1 will carry an optimal optical communications experiment that aims to write Morse code across the night sky using high-intensity LEDs. It launches to the ISS on the 21st of July from where it will be deployed in September. For more information, see www.uk.amsat.org forward slash figures 2037. These stories from the RSGB and from the Amateur Radio Newsline we're on the web at www.arnewsline.org, and I'm Bill Pasternak, WA6ITF. You're tuned to VK1WIA. I'm John, VK2JJW, with the weird and wonderful. I'd say that the July NTARC meeting in VK7 falls into this category. Jason, VK7ZJA, gave the club a presentation on radio direction finding. Jason's a senior field technician with Optus. His talk covered his activity in recent years in locating and overcoming interference to the Optus mobile phone network in VK7. Jason's interference locating RDF activity takes him all over that state, but it appears Hobart provides the lion's share of his challenges. His account of a particularly difficult hunt, eventually tracked to a little-used RF device in the ABC TV studios, had the club enthralled and finally in stitches when he explained the reason for its odd pattern of appearing late morning weekdays with a tendency to show up more prominently Wednesday mornings. It seems the device was located in a cupboard at the ABC and the interfering signal was temperature-sensitive, which explained its appearance weekday mornings once the central heating had kicked in. 
The Wednesday preference apparently arose from the fact that a weekly meeting of Auntie's management took place in the room immediately behind the cupboard. With all the hot air generated by their discussions, it apparently increased the ambient temperature and triggered the device. From the WIA, this is the weekly national news service originating from VK1 WIA. News, talk and radio sport, here with VK1 WIA. Hello, this is Alan VK for SN, Remembrance Day Contest Manager. Remember to keep August 11th and 12th free for the RD contest. This year, a new start and finish time of 0300 Zulu applies. That's 1pm Eastern Australian time. Everything you need can be found on the WIA Remembrance Day Contest page. Downloadable information includes the full rules a one-page quick reference guide to the rules, an Excel logbook, printable paper logs, and other relevant information. Links to popular logging software is also included. Some notable changes to the rules are 1. An earlier start time. Working your own state or territory is now allowed. Introduction of a single-op QRP section. Amalgamation of all bands and a static exchange instead of a sequential number exchange has been implemented. If you wish to form a team, remember to email the contest manager with your selected team members prior to the start of the contest. All information can be found in the rules. Over the next couple of weeks, I will discuss some of the changes to the rules and talk about frequently asked questions. Till next time, this is Alan, VK4, Sierra November. Thanks, Alan. More on the RD and Hunter Radio Group contest team will be participating in the upcoming RD contest at Luskintyre Airport, 252 Pybels Road, Luskintyre, Saturday the 11th of August, starting at 1pm Eastern Standard Time. The team asks that all members and friends of the group please come along and help us make sure that the Hunter region make a large impact on the contest results. There will be bunkhouse accommodation on a first-come basis at reasonable cost and we will have the normal Luskin Thai Airport sausage sizzles over the weekend. There will also be tours of the Tiger Moth Museum which has been of great interest to participants in past years. We will need operators, log keepers, chefs for the barbecue and anyone who wants to take advantage of the camaraderie of this type of weekend and our friendly group. Please let us know as soon as possible if you are going to attend this wonderful weekend. For further information, please contact Graham O'Brien, VK2FA. You are tuned to the WIA National News, and I'm Felix, VK4FUQ in Ingham. August major activities include that Remembrance Day contest, then August 11 and 12, along with the International Lighthouse Lightship Weekend, August 18 and 19, and the Alara contest, August 25 and 26. Special event stations DX and Beacon and NetAdvice. A group of operators from Switzerland known as the Radio 7 team will be active from Rodriguez Island as 3B9SP from October the 16th and 23. Most operation will be on CW and SSB with some RITI and PSK31. Bands mentioned are all the HF frequencies plus 6 metres. Logs will be uploaded to Logbook of the World but within 6 months after the operation concludes. QSL via HB9ACA. Two operations approved for DXCC credit. 
ARRL DXCC manager Bill Moore in C1L reports that two operations, the 9X0PY Rwanda operation, December 24, 2011 to January 7, 2012, and the S21YD Bangladesh operation, 1994, 1995, 1998 and 1999, have been approved for DXCC credit. If you have had these operations rejected in a recent application, please send an email to bmore at org to the ARRL DXCC desk, Moore said. When responding, include the reference number in your credit slip found in the upper right-hand portion to help expedite retrieval. Once updated, results will appear in the logbook of the world as well as online in the daily listings. As part of the 50th anniversary of independence celebrations in Algeria, several special stations are active until the end of 2012. Prefix hunters will have the opportunity to work 7U501, 7V501, 7W501 and 7Y501. Details of a special award in connection with this event can be found on qrz.com. EI25DB, Dublin Bus celebrates its 25th birthday. To celebrate the event, a special event station, EI25DB, will be aired until 30th of June 2013. The station will be operated by current and former employees of Dublin Bus, led by Declan, EI9HQ and Pete, EI4GZB. QSLs to Declan, EI9HQ or on LOTW. For VK1 WIA National News, I'm Felix, VK4FUQ, Inningham. Things are moving quickly on preparations for the Hellenic Amateur Radio Association of Australia's ZL9HR day expedition to Campbell Island, which is 650 kilometres or 400 miles south of New Zealand in the Southern Ocean. For those who hate all the hype of the Olympics, Campbell Island is also the furthest point on Earth that you can stand away from London, England. The complete crew of 10 operators is now set, with some reserves in the waiting list should a member have to cancel. The operators are Tommy, VK2IR, John, VK3YP, Les, W2LK, Jean, K5GS, Don, VE7DS, Istvan, HA5AO, John, 9M6XRO, David, K3EL, Jackie, ZL3CW, and Tom, KE4KY. A list of equipment that will be taken is already on the website, and the first of the Yamaha generators is due to arrive in Sydney in the next few days. This, along with some of the other equipment, will be put to test in the upcoming Trans-Tasman 160m SSB contest, that the HARAOA won last year and are eager to win again. Heavy workloads on the equipment will also occur in the 80 metre Ritty section of the same contest. Keen DXers who may be looking to get ZL9 on a particular band or mode to move towards a DXCC or other award should go to the survey on the website at zululima9hotelradio.com and vote for which bands and modes they would like to hear ZL9HR operating on. Please keep monitoring ZL9HR.com for all updates as preparations keep progressing. The first of the sponsors are coming in, but more of that in my next news update. So, 73s from Ed, VK2ARE, Australian Publicity Officer for ZL9HR and member of the Hellenic Amateur Radio Association of Australia. 
Across Australia from VK1 WIA, you're tuned to the WIA National News Service. In VK5, it can be heard on 7.140 at 9am local. I'm Charlie, VK5 KDK. Good morning, this is Robert, VK3DN, with this week's Worldwide Special Interest Group News. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Rescue Radio. Sunday the 29th of July, it's the Towser Maggie Island Swim. A great day out on the water. Yes, on the water, because the only position on land, well, that's already been taken. So, a day on the water playing with radios to the sound of Mikalu the Whale and a 100 marathon swimmers thrashing across Cleveland Bay. Townsville Club will handle the comms on VHF with some UHF comms with clubbies and aircraft. It's a a 7am start to match up with the ship's crews with swimming starting at 11am. It's also highly recommended that operators attend the race briefing at the Castle Hill PCYC on the corner of Hugh and Harold Streets West End on Saturday the 28th of July starting at 1pm. Contact TARC on the RAT repeater after Q News for more information. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Final Frontier, Ecuador heading into space. The DNEPR rocket currently slated to launch from Yasny in November should carry 17 amateur radio satellites plus an innovative educational satellite NE01 Pegasus from Ecuador. The NE01 Pegasus engineering team was led by Commander Ronnie Nader, Ecuador's first astronaut. The tiny 1U CubeSat, that's a 10cm cube, has a large fold-out solar array, which is a world first, and it carries a 902MHz720p high-definition TV transmitter, another world first, and that will send video to the Earth to students in Ecuador. Among the 17 amateur radio satellites planned for the same launch will be three carrying linear transponders for single sideband and CW communications. They are FunCube 1, Delphi N3XT and Turksat 3USAT. Worldwide Special Interest Group's Radio Amateur Young Timers. Move over Raspberry Pi, give the kids ham radio pie. UK Government Minister Ed Vasey MP is reported in the register as calling for school children to be given simple radio kits to build so they can learn about basic electronics. Speaking at the opening of the Radio Society of Great Britain's National Radio Centre, Ed Vasey said, It would be great to get amateur radio kits into schools just like we have the Raspberry Pi. Worldwide Special Interest Group's ILLW, and Australia is the ILLW front-runner. In the lead on 50 registrations for next month's International Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend is Australia followed closely by the USA on 48 and Germany with 44. The St Tudwell's Lighthouse in North Wales is the 300th entry, and a group from the Strumblehead Contest Group, that's GC0OBS, will activate the lighthouse on a small archipelago lying south of Abershock. The white light and shorter range red flash navigation device was built in 1877 of stone after the island group was bought by Trinity House, the main lighthouse authority for England, Wales, the Channel Islands and Gibraltar. The registrations so far come from more than 30 countries made by clubs, groups and individuals. 
The main objective of the fun weekend on August the 18th and 19th is to promote public awareness of lighthouses and lightships, their need for preservation and restoration, and to give amateur radio some publicity. To enter a lighthouse or lightship for the weekend, visit the website illw.net that includes this year's registrations, guidelines, statistics and a whole lot more and a hop to Kangaroo Island. A group from the Adelaide Hills Amateur Radio Society will be travelling to Cape Willoughby at the eastern end of Kangaroo Island to operate over the Lighthouse and Lightship Weekend, August 18th and 19th. A special call, VI5CW, has been allocated. Operation will be on 80, 40 and 20 metre phone, as well as 2 metres and 70 centimetres. A special QSL card has been produced for the weekend. Operators are Paul VK5PAS, Hans VK5YX, Leslie VK5LOL, Mark VK5VW, Chassis VK5SN, Aisha VK5FASH and David VK5KC with appropriate support from spouses. Google VI5CW for more information. We look forward to a contact with you over the weekend. Well, there we be. As we said, an action-packed edition of WIA National News. We'd like to thank all those that did take the time this week to send us information on the wonderful world of amateur radio. Now, in July 29 on the social scene, Albury-Wodonga's Amateur Radio Club Hamfest at Lavington Scout Hall, and in August... August 5 in VK6, the NCRG Hamfest, Cyril Jackson Rec Centre, that's at Ashfield. August 12, VK2 at Lismore, it's Sarkfest at the Summerland Amateur Radio Club Rooms. And August 25, VK4, Ipswich Radio Club's 50-year dinner at the Ipswich Turf Club. Now until next we meet, I'm Graham, VK4BB. Walk softly. In the nation's capital, with amateur radio news from across the globe, this has been the WIA National News Service. Local news and callbacks follow on most affiliates. We'd appreciate you checking in. VK1WIA. We've reported. You decide.